I I kind of struggle with this because like um like my passion in life is music and that is something that like I know that I'm going to be involved in somehow the business um and sometimes I think about like what if that's not what God has for me like then I have to kind of humble myself and say like it's his will you know Mm -hmm. it's not my will and then I start to feel sad because I'm like what if my will what if his will doesn't involve what I love what it doesn't involve my passion um and so like how would you guys like come at that that's so good that is Actually, I feel like that's a question a lot of people have, and that's another reason that they don't want to see what it's like to have a relationship with God. They're like, what if, and this is such a funny way to say it, what if God's plan isn't what I, like, as good as mine? <laughs> like, I, I can speak a lot on that because I ran from God for so long solely because of the fact that I found out that marriage isn't what it looks like here on earth in heaven. Mm-hmm. I found out that marriage is between us the church and christ up in heaven and that marriage here on earth is a reflection of that and so you're not men aren't going to be marrying women you know like that up in heaven because it it's not about that anymore we don't need that reflection and so when i heard that at a young age my only passion in life that i felt like was to be a family man was to have you know a good healthy marriage and so this is something that I struggle with a lot, but I just felt like people, you know, push things and push things onto me and then told me that they were worthless or had no point to them at all. And so when I heard that from God's word, it felt like a slap in the face because I felt like my passion was from him. Yeah. And so I ran from him for so long, not wanting to accept that my priority wasn't his priority. Mm-hmm. And that that that's the thing is like denying god doesn't make him disappear yeah he's still there and so for me for so long he was a stumbling block because i refused to see that he was there mm-hmm. and i just kept tripping over him and tripping over him but now once i like my part of my testimony is that i came back to church one time after david invited me and there there were two message messages two weeks in a row talking about marriage talking about what it looks like here what it looks like in heaven and that whole time i just felt god breaking down barriers and breaking down more barriers and telling me yes seek first the kingdom yes seek me first yes die to your passions die to yourself and seek me but those passions aren't going to be ignored Mm -hmm. like he know he knows what he's put in us He, he knows what passions he's given us he knows what is important to us and so yes we give it to god but we trust that he has something better in store for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that that something better, it may still be what we're passionate for. Yeah. And that's that's sort of where the road diverges for me is because, like, I, I'm hoping for that. Mm-hmm. And it's like part of my heart can't accept that it could be any different. Yeah. But, I, but my mind knows that it's the best. Yeah. And the piece that I have now is that yes, this is still a strong desire that I want mm-hmm. for myself, but I am fully content if God doesn't give it to me. And that's where he wants our hearts to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I'm there. Like, that's that's where I struggle. Is like, mm-hmm. if that didn't 
happen for me, I feel like that would push me further away. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like he's, well, like you said, like he uses our passion. So I don't, you know, if it's something that you're super passionate about, like he's a good father. Not that that's not how he wants to use you, but yeah, you know, or maybe he has you kind of circle it around in a different way that he uses it. But also, um, like there's this one lyric in this one song I love. It's by Brandon Lake, and it's uh, it's I would hold on. I'm gonna mess it up. <laughs> I lay down any treasure for us to be together, and it's just like a good reminder. Like, wow, being with God is like the ultimate of ultimates. Like that is the best thing ever is to be close to Him, being in His presence. So no treasure, whether that's a physical object or a passion, it's not worth being together with him and so he's not going to just like take you away from music and just leave you he would have something better for you yeah. it reminds me of a day in your courts is a better than a thousand elsewhere mm-hmm. and it's it's it takes a minute sometimes to get to that place where you really feel that in your heart of hearts yeah but the more that you're putting this in the more that your heart will line up with the word and sometimes i when i'm feeling that way i don't want to put in the word but i know it's exactly what i need mm-hmm. like i fully believe that scripture is medicine Um, But I want to take you guys, because you said that back to the story of Joseph. And he was told at a young age, and he had a passion for dreams. And he would have dreams about things, and he had a dream of his brothers bowing to him. And whenever you have that passion, or like he had this dream and he shared it with them, that's not exactly what came right after. They actually sold him into slavery. They threw him in a pit, then they sold him into slavery. And then he ended up in prison, and then in prison... Um, he ended up in prison for something he didn't even do and because he the king's wife wanted to come at him and he was like nah girl you ain't it (laughs) and he ended up in prison and he poured into these people and like he was able to interpret dreams and so the king ended up wanting him to interpret a dream and he told the baker that got released first hey don't forget to mention me well the guy forgot to mention him and he was down there a few years even longer and eventually he ended up in the king's courts, you know what I mean? But it took that process and making sure that there's no pride there. So sometimes when you have that passion and you have that dream, if I was Joseph, I would have been like, God, you sure you said this? Because mm-hmm. t- I'm so passionate about what you put in me and then all this stuff is happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like what on earth is going on? Why does it feel like prison? Why do I feel like I'm in the pit? Like what the heck? Yeah, because we know that from that story that Joseph was, when he had that dream that his brothers were bound down to him, his mindset was completely different from when he was, from when mm-hmm. they actually did so. Mm-hmm. Because he was self-entitled. He had been raised up on a pedestal by his father for so many years. And so, and his brothers, they had so much contentment towards him during that time. So when he first had that dream, his what's going through his mind is probably not sanctified like it's like haha you you guys have to bow down to me yeah like yeah. like serves you right yeah but but like you're saying god spent so much time building his character so that when it when the time came for them to bow to him to bow down to him it was for god's glory it was for not his, his glory own. and it wasn't yeah and it was for provision for other people so sometimes when you're going through that season of of um refining Mm -hmm. it's going to benefit other people not just you whereas when you start you're looking for it to benefit you yeah Yeah. um and sorry not to cut you off but to keep with the walking by faith like just because 
you're dealing with so much hardship doesn't mean that you're not walking by faith. It may be that God is just building your character and is refining you. Yeah. I actually have a scripture on that really quick. Go for it. And then I want to hear their thoughts. But also I feel like God gave Joseph that word early on, not so he could have pride in the passion, but so he had the word and the promise to stand on when tribulation came. So if you have that passion, you have that desire, and you know that God has given you a promise and he's faithful to keep those, he watches over his word to perform it, it will not return void. If you know that he's given you that passion and that's something he's placed down on the inside of you, you have that word to stand firm on when tribulation and things and opportunities don't look like they're coming. Because his word is a lamp into our feet, a light into our path. So we're supposed to stand on the word he's given us and not let it go so quickly. And... Um, But it's in Romans 5 and verse 3 in the Passion Translation. It says, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence, knowing that our pressures will develop us in patient endurance. And patient endurance will will refine our character. Improving character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we know experience... Because we now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And... Um, Chandra had also shared this at a huddle and she was like, and I was actually at a really discouraged point, but she was like, get your hopes up. And she was like, and by that, I mean, she said, faith is the substance of things hoped for the things not yet seen. Cause so many times we're told, don't get your hopes up. You'll just get disappointed or just expect the worst. And then when it doesn't happen, you won't be as disappointed. And that's a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. Cause we still end up actually even more disappointed. Cause we were already hoping we were just going to reverse psychology our way through it. And that's not faith. Mm -hmm. She said, get your hopes up. Be expectant of God. He wants you to ask big, bold prayers. He wants you to ask him for the impossible. He's not a small prayer answering only God. He wants to do the miraculous. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take us being in a position that requires us to believe something that we don't yet see, but we have full faith and confidence and patience in waiting for that to come to pass, that we're, we're taking him at his word. Yeah. I think too it's interesting with that verse that you referenced um faith is a substance like a substance is a tangible thing and so when you have faith like if you could see the spiritual realm like faith is a substance like it's an actual thing that's like developed out there in the spirit world so when you have that faith in god when you're standing firm on his truth and his promises like you're creating something you know and he's taking hold of that and working things um working things you know through out i can't speak but working <laughs> things together for the yes good and thank you yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but i also wanted to bring up the example kind of like you're talking about um but with moses so when all the israelites were held captive basically by um pharaoh god told moses you know go to pharaoh and he asked pharaoh let my people go and pharaoh's like oh, okay whatever and then he doesn't and i can just imagine moses is like like god you told me to do this thing and then nothing happened so god's like okay well go again and so you know he keeps going back to him and nothing changes and i feel like sometimes we have faith in something that we're believing for god to work in a certain area in our life and nothing changes but you got to stick with it you know and moses stuck with it and the israelites ended up being free yeah And like in Matthew, it talks about, it says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find, keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. And I think the part of it, just because the first time we ask, it doesn't happen immediately. doesn't mean the word didn't go to work. 
And that goes back to speaking faith. What you speak produces. So like when God spoke the world into existence, he spoke and it became. And when we speak, things become. And so when we're speaking and declaring things that align with the word in our life, they become in our life. But it takes patience to receive the promise. Mm -hmm. And we want a McDonald's prayer answered instead of waiting. (laughs) Like yeah. instead of waiting and trusting God. And I think that we have to keep knocking because it's the endurance that we're look, he's looking for. Because anybody, the crowds followed Jesus for a few days. You know what I'm saying? Like they were fine with following Jesus, but it was the disciples that stayed near him. Mm-hmm. When the crowds and the masses left and they, they got their healing or they got, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They didn't keep pressing in close to Jesus, but it was his disciples that did. Yeah. And they had the power and the authority to heal the sick and, and to do signs and miracles and wonders. And we have that same ability, but it, it comes from abiding in Jesus. And so living by spirit and truth is, is something that if you want to see God work in your life, you, you can't do it without patience. Love, love, the first thing about love is that it's patient. And Matt at church, man, he shared this word and he was talking about this, po- or this podcast or sermon he was listening to. And the guy was saying, people that don't have patience don't have love. Because the first thing that love is, is it's patient. And so when you really love and have that patience and you're trusting in God, it doesn't look like a loss if that thing doesn't come, but you know that it will. You know what I'm saying? Like you're so fulfilled when you're in him, not whenever you're just visiting him occasionally, but when you're walking with him. Mm -hmm. And so um, just keep asking and keep knocking and it'll be given to you. Don't so quickly lose your hope and lose your confidence. Like we're the church. We're the body of Christ. We're representations of him. We aren't easily shaken and we shouldn't be easily giving up. Like we're blessed when we go in and we're blessed when we come out. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We have joy and peace and the world didn't give it to us and it can't take it from us. And so not only do we need to be speaking that, we need to be walking by his spirit and be like, God, is this where you want me to go? Is this what you would have me say? Is this what you want me to do? Just like, was it Elisha or Elijah? I think it was Elijah. But whenever he said, it was like, I think Ahab. And they were sacrificing to other gods instead of God. Mm -hmm. And they went on the mount. And it hadn't rained for like three years. And he said, go back and look again. And he sent his servant like multiple times to go back. And there was nothing. Well, that's like... us praying. a small cloud like the size yeah. of a fist. Mm-hmm. The small cloud the size of a fist. And he, he said, go back again and look. He didn't say, oh, there's no cloud. I heard from wrong from God. No. Whenever you don't see it happen yet, that means keep keep at it. Do not lose your, your confident hope. Don't lose your endurance. He said, go back. And he did it multiple times. And there was a small cloud the size of a fist and rain came. And whenever you're believing God for these things and these passions that are down on the inside of you, it will come. But it's only going to come when you believe God and what he says and you believe him and take him at his word.